Welcome to a b- 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 bonus episode. What, 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 bonus? Oh. Ooh, we coming, we coming in hot. Oh, coming in hot, baby. All right. <laughs> uh, hey, there's something like two Midwest boys listening to NWA. Oh, yeah. The old NWA <laughs> to start your Sunday morning off right. Yeah. What, what is that? What does that sound for again? What is it? What, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Put me on the spot. I, I don't want to say. Yeah. Careful with this one, buddy. Let's <laughs> bait you into saying the N word. Yeah. We have not done a bonus episode in a while, so I'm kind of excited to do it. Yeah. One. It's been a while. Yeah. Uh, yeah, welcome to the b- 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 bonus episode. We already did that. Um. <laughs> Let's do it again. Fuck it. But 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 bonus. But 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 bonus. All right, so we decided to do a, uh, a, a bonus episode because it's been a while. Um, and this one we kind of mentioned uh, in the last episode, if you listened, was inspired by Erica. Um, because we were kind of going through each other's recently played artists on Spotify and kind of roasting each other. So we're like, there's enough content here to just go ham. Yeah, so. that's what we're going to do. We're going to do just that. We are going to go ham. Um, yeah, we we often ask the question, what you cranking? But we never... We never ask why. Yeah, that is an equally important question. So equally important question. So I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get it going on this one. All right. Before we dig in, I just want to mention I do have a beer. So I, I am, I am drinking a uh, Bush Latte. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm drinking a Budweiser. There you go, Budweiser, classic option. Because <laughs> it is the king of beers which is a very bold claim yep for sure all right so with that out of the way let's continue to roast each other all right so mine out the gate i'm whiskey town like who who are we trying to kick that was all right all right so that was another uh discover weekly but i stand by whiskey town i do enjoy whiskey town um, cause it's Ryan Adams, man. Like what's wrong with, well, <laughs> I know what's wrong with Ryan Adams. <laughs> right. <but. laughs> Unfortunately, he has made a few errors. Uh, no, I, I, no, I agree. Whiskey Town is good, but it's just funny that it's just like, yeah, I list, it, it just, I don't know. It suits you and just some of your hipsterdom. Right. But it, it's Ryan Adams, but it's also meets like alt country, which I'm a huge fan of, as you know, we've talked about a lot. Um, it's like even more bluegrass and twang than ryan adams has to offer which i am a fan i'm here for <laughs> as they say yeah yeah i i guess you're right it just <laughs> it just made me laugh that one made me laugh because i'm just like really do i mean you're listening to a, a his not popular band from 
<laughs> like 20 like 15 years ago <laughs> right you just no and i but no i do i stand by that um and I, i'm hoping that we're gonna eventually be to the point where we can forgive ryan adams for his transgressions not not necessarily forgive but i'm really looking forward to the time where he's you know putting out more music again and people aren't kind of like making it as huge of a deal out of it i, I don't know what happened and i think that's the best i'm pretty actually ignorant to the whole thing so i am i i really try to especially because there is a council culture which is not necessarily a bad thing but i do really try to wait on like solid hard proof evidence not just hearsay um i i am very unbriefed and ill suited for that combo um yeah well, I mean, I've I've done my fair share of research, and I completely, you know, it, I, I I like Phoebe Bridgers is the big one that came out that had a lot of terrible things to say about him, and he even kind of like admitted that he was a piece of shit. So I, you know, I'm not even going to say like allegedly at this point because like he admitted to being shitty. Um, but I'm hoping that he can continue to put out albums and everything because he's, I think it's starting to get to that point. Like he's actually posting more on Instagram, which is kind of cool. Um, he's to the point where he posts on Instagram, but he doesn't allow comments, which is probably smart, but (laughs) right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's still a lot. So I'm, I'm still pretty unsure, but, uh, with that being said, anyways, your turn. What do you got for me? Okay. Um, Let's see. What else do I have for you? I, we, yeah, we've talked about this a little bit, I think, but Hosier, Hosier, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but what is your obsession with Hosier? Hosier? Hosier. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean, I don't know, man. Have you listened to him? <laughs> I've heard that one song that he had on the radio, Take Me to Church, which I think is kind of a bullshit pop song, but. Uh, I really like that song, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, no, I think he's a fucking amazing, uh, singer. He's a, a phenomenal singer. Uh, he writes his own songs, uh, and he, he's a fucking blues guy, man. That album is a blues album. See, I'll give you that. I haven't heard more of the album. That's pretty much the only song I'm familiar with. So, like, just based off that song, I'm not a fan because I don't. That's not a blues song. Yeah, no, you're very right. That song is is not really a blues song. But you listen to, yeah, I mean, like, uh, yeah. I mean, just yeah. No, he he's 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 a blues guy. So yeah, if you check it out, it's it's a it's a very soulful kind of laid back blues, but um yeah, Hosier, yeah, definitely yeah. You should you should give him a full run through. I think you'll be surprised. Okay. Yeah. I might be into it, especially if you said if it is like blues and not like his pop radio stuff, then yeah. No, I mean he has songs like that, but like some of my favorite songs are yeah. and he's a good guitar player too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's cool. I'm into that. I'll check it out. <laughs> I need to know why. Well, first off, you have Greta Van Fleet. Yeah, yeah. I'm so, ah, man. That's embarrassing. <laughs> so I kind of feel like you're a traitor because I'm pretty sure we both shit on Greta Van Fleet. We shit on Greta Van Fleet hard, but there's a part of me that like they have some good songs, man. Like, so I think I, uh, I think I was swayed too easily by pop culture on that because I don't. Yeah. think they're now i will say they're they're young and their 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 mm-hmm. live performances aren't up to snuff yet 
Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, so I think they got a lot of backlash there. Um, also, I do think that I kind of got swayed because I don't think I ever had a problem with Greta Van Fleet. Um, I do think that the Led Zeppelin comparison is getting old. It's getting tired. I, I get it, but they've mm-hmm. been very open about Led Zeppelin is why they make music. And they just happen right, to sound like right. Led Zeppelin. I don't I don't I don't think we need to keep beating a dead horse here. Yeah, for sure. But so they the, the the songs that I do like by them are weirdly the ones that I don't think sound too much like Led Zeppelin. Like um, they have a song like Black Moon Rising, which I'm a big fan of. And that's like super kind of like slow. And uh, they have an acoustic version on their Spotify sh- sessions album, uh, which I think is just a really good song. And I don't think it's heavily Zeppelin influenced. Um, so I... Um, I am still hopeful about Greta Van Fleet, and I think that if they were to kind of like harness in their own thing, they could be a truly great band. Yeah, I, I think I think if they found their footing at all and, yeah. and moved into their own sound, even if they still sounded similar to, Le- I mean, that guy sings like Robert Plant. I mean, it's right. that's not going to change. Yeah. And as a person, yeah. and if you've ever seen any of their like live videos, like where they do like Bonnaroo Festival, like he dresses like Robert Plant, he does the Robert Plant moves, and it's just like, bro, like stop doing this, and you could be so good. Yeah, it, it's it's just one. I mean, yeah. as someone who is constantly compared to Eddie Vedder like all the time, <laughs> I get it because it's like, do I lean into it or do I just never sing like Eddie Vedder again? Who compares you to Eddie Vedder? Oh, that's all I've ever heard, dude. <laughs> really? Yeah. It sounds like you're tuning your own horn, but okay. Well, well, not that like, oh, you're as good as Eddie Vedder. It's just like, <laughs> I've had people literally be like, you listen a lot of Pearl Jam. Like, like, yeah, like they're like, yeah, clearly right. you. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, okay, I guess that did sound like a humble brag. That's not how I meant it. Yeah. It's, no, I get that. Like as a as a music as a musician, there's kind of like no bigger insult than someone listening to like your original song and being like, "Oh yeah, that sounds like insert yeah. band here." Because like you don't want to sound like them, but you love that music. So where do you you know where's the line? Yeah, I I've just been compared a lot to grunge bands in general, and it's just like yeah, I I yeah. mean I get it, and it, I don't. It's not an insult, but it also feels like I'm not being original. So I guess I have to kind of right. It, but I think that'd be the question: Do you lean into it or do you rebel against it? So what do you do mm-hmm. as a songwriter? Right, right. And I don't I don't have a super yeah. great answer for that. Yeah, I don't have an, a good answer for it either because, like, as a songwriter, obviously the reason you're doing it is to have fun, and the the the, the most pure way to do that is to write the songs you enjoy. And if the songs you enjoy are Led Zeppelin, then there's gonna be that influence, or else you're just gonna like sell out and like write songs that aren't you, and that always sucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to know why have you been listening to Sex Bobom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> So I have never seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Never seen Are it. Are you serious? Yeah. And here's the thing, dude. I need to because I'm pretty sure it will be my favorite movie ever. But yeah, no. you would love it. Yeah. So I, I, my, my experience with it is just the music, and I fucking mm-hmm. love um, Threshold. That song. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. I've loved, dude. That song is punk as fuck, and I love it. 
Yeah, no, it is punk. And I actually like listened to some Sex Bobomb after that. And I was like, you know what? If this weren't like a movie, I would actually listen to this band. Yeah, and that's kind of what ha- <laughs> that's kind of what it is, right? I'm I'm weirdly fascinated by that. But I have never actually seen Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I think I would really uh, fucking love it because I've seen a bunch of scenes on YouTube, and I'm like, this is like. If I was 13, I would have gobbled that shit up, dude. I would have. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. As someone who is into punk rock, video games, anime, like, that's what the movie is all about, man. Yeah, I'm like, I'm super surprised. I've seen it a few times, and I'm not really into, like, video games, but, like, it's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, I really need, I really, really need to watch it. So, but that, that song, just that. And I'm about them, but I, I love it, and it just gets in my head, and I got to hear it. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely don't blame you there. That's a um, <laughs> well. I'm glad we brought it up. <laughs> all right, I have one for you. Uh, mine is. You listen to Frank Ocean, buddy? Here's the thing. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> so after, actually, you know what? I was listening to Frank Ocean this morning because it was on the uh, the um, High Fidelity Hulu soundtrack. Oh. Uh, and it has a really good soundtrack, so I was listening to that playlist, and I think it popped up on there. So Yeah, I mean, it, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to give you shit. Um, I just kind of like, it just kind of made me laugh because if I'm looking <laughs> at your whole recently played, he doesn't quite fit in. Right. And actually, the the weird part is, like, after me and Erica were making jokes about, like, your recently played artist, we went to go see, like, what pops up under mine. And mine is bands that I fucking hate, like Fish. And, like, and I think the only reason because of that is because it's under my, I was listening to my Discover Weekly playlist, mm-hmm. and Fish was on my Discover Weekly. So it was, like, recently played artist. You've been jamming to some Fish. Like, no, I fucking hate Fish. <laughs> but it was... <laughs> But Spotify thought I should check him out, so <laughs> so that's the reason for most of the things on my recently played. <laughs> interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. What, what what's the next one you're curious about? I want to know about Ellie Goulding. Oh, yeah. I'm not even <laughs> fucking ashamed of that one. I loved Ellie Goulding. Okay. <laughs> Why? What do you, I mean? Have you listened to her? I mean, not really. It seems like I, I, I've heard a few songs, but she seems like just some kind of like generic pop bullshit. No, not at all. You're very incorrect. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I mean, yeah, she she writes like I don't know, man. Like I I think you just got to kind of like give her a chance. One, she writes all her own songs. Okay, that's yeah. but but they're respectable. Yeah, and like yeah, it's I mean it's mainstream music. I mean it's definitely like pop inclined, but um, she definitely has a few songs where. Well, I mean I don't know, Mitch. Do you like pop music? Very, I like very few pop bands because I don't. I I mean I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to f- figure out a good way to put it. Is like. If it's interesting, I'm down. And I think that on her spectrum, like she is probably one of the more interesting pop artists that I've heard because she doesn't have a typical voice. Um, she kind of she kind of like <clears throat> doesn't have a good voice for pop music, but she writes mm-hmm. this kind of cool indie pop sound. And uh, no, I, I, I don't know. I just I fuck with it. Yeah. Hmm. 
Okay. So, okay. I mean, I'm not I'll trying to be that. like, oh, you don't like pop music? Well, <laughs> but what I mean is, is like, you know, um, I, I really like female artists, so I really like to hear what they bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of where I got really into El- Ellie Goulding is like... Right. It, I guess I think I look at it from a songwriting perspective. It's like, man, I, I would... If I can write a melody like that, that would be incredible. And that's why yeah, I kind of get, sure. yeah, that's kind of why I get blown away from her. I think she's a really good songwriter. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I yeah. mean, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of mainstreamy, kind of poppy. Yeah. Yeah. The pop that I enjoy is, I guess, kind of like what you said, like if someone is popular enough to like pique the curiosity of people whose music I respect, um, like curiosity, like you have told me, like, which I, which I think is kind of cool. Um, that's kind of the reason I, I, you know, I started listening to like Billie Eilish and Lizzo because like I, I would normally write them off as like, eh, pop, don't care. But like people who like, well, like you, like you have a great taste in music and you're like, yeah, dude, Billie, Billie Eilish is pretty dope. So like, all right, I should probably listen to that and see if, see, see if he's right. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm really trying to have less rules when I listen to music and I'm really trying, like I listened to Dixie Chicks the other day. Dude, I fucking love Dixie Chicks. Right? Like, <laughs> it, and just, it's so freeing to just be like, wild open space and just not be like, Dude, oh, the Dixie die, Chicks. Like, a banger. It, it's just, it's so exhausting giving a shit that I just don't yeah. anymore. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I did want to say about Ellie Golding is she has that song, Anything Could Happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, um, that in I mean that the the production on that song also I the thing I love about pop music the fucking production mm-hmm. okay because yeah the production is phenomenal yeah yeah so I I get really involved with just like hearing it as a whole and and I kind of view pop music as kind of like a Michael Bay movie is a good way to put it <laughs> they pay no, attention to like perfect. Yeah, to the pacing, to where they want you to sing, where they don't want you to sing, where they want you to dance, and and just hearing it, I think, as good as like a songwriter is because you could hear very intentional ideas played out in pop music, mm-hmm. um, and, right. and some of it is terrible. I mean, some of it definitely yeah. is like hard to listen to, but. Right. I've got one for you. Not that like why, but like more like who is the uh, Rocco Deluca and the Burden. Rocco DeLuca and the Burden, one of the many unsung bands of the early aughts. Fucking incredible. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. The name, just the name alone sounds super awesome and I've never heard of them. So I was like curious to who are these people and why are you drawn to well, them? Well, I could definitely give you a pretty big background. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll make it short, but essentially I watched a documentary called I Trust You to Kill Me. And it was about Rocco DeLuca and the burden and how he kind of got discovered. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland was his manager for a very long time. What? Yeah. (laughs) Kiefer Sutherland had a like, I I don't even think he had a music production thing. He just, he heard Rocco DeLuca and was like, I want you to be famous. Here's a bunch of money. I'm in music now. Let's go. And fucking did it. Recorded an album with the guy, blew him up, got him music videos, took him on tour. Um, but yeah, he's he's a great singer, really cool music. Um, he plays like only slide guitar. He only oh cool yeah only plays a steel guitar. Um, 
amazing singer, cool songs. Me, me and me and my buddy Aaron got really into him in high school. So like we've been obsessed with him for a long time, but he has a song called I trust you to kill me. That is fucking amazing. And I think it's one of the most badass lines I've ever heard. Um, yeah, yeah. Rocco DeLuca and the burden. That's a great one. Okay. No, I definitely want to check that out. Yeah. That sounds super interesting. So, Mitch, why is Trey Anastasio? <laughs> That's what I've been uh, saying. I don't understand. My recently <laughs> played artist is fucked because I listened to Discover Weekly like yesterday and he was on my Discover Weekly. But I hate Trey Anastasio. I hate Fish. So. Oh, wait, he's from Fish. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. That makes that <laughs> office bit so much funnier. <laughs> right. <laughs> You also have the Beatles on here. I do have the Beatles on there, and I will tell you the Beatles. That um, no, actually, that was because I was putting together your uh, your wedding playlist, actually, um, and they have a couple like songs mm. that you have to play at a wedding. So that's the only you know. I see. I haven't been jamming to them, but the one band I'm kind of curious about, and I think we've talked about them before a little bit, but is uh, and I, I and I knew you were a fan, but not enough to like be showing up on your recent played artist is switchfoot let me i yeah i still listen to switchfoot um they are every aspect of my faith that i think is good and switchfoot like really helped me at one point in my life and and this was just a few years ago i i just i i was having a bad go and switchfoot just kind of reminded me what was important I mean, that's the best way I could put it. Like it, and it wasn't this big, like, you know, oh, I gotta, you know, be a, a good Christian or anything like that. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't understand that part and I probably never will, but they, they have a song the the song that I've listened to the most is, is called, uh, if the house burns down. Oh yeah. That's a great song. Do you know that one? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, it, it's a it's it's a good song one, um, but two, it you know it talks about that like basically it just that's what it says is, you, you know if the house burns down tonight, um, I got everything I need with you by my side, and um, it it just it made me really sit down and think if I lost everything tomorrow, what is important to me. Yeah, and yeah. when you look at your life that way, I think you have to make a lot of really hard decisions. And you realize that a lot of the things that you do love and you do care about aren't as important to you as you think. Yeah, and I right. think it steers you into a direction of uh, putting more more time and more effort into you know, the people or the things you love. And, and um I, I mean, there's deeper things. I mean, it gets pretty personal, but I think it just kind of comes down to I wanted a. It, it also, it literally for me, I, I had a big thing that centered around a house. My my mom had bought her first house, and I lived in that house. And this house became incredibly important to me um, because her and my stepdad actually divorced, and it and it was not good. And, you know, I didn't want to let the house go, but my mom did. So we spent a year fighting and me living there of I didn't want to let go of this house. Um, but she couldn't she really just couldn't afford to just keep a house because that's not how yeah. it works. And um, 
I, I had to just, I, I literally woke up one day and called her and I said, I'm going to move out. You're not comfortable at this house. I'm not, we, it's just a house. Like our relationship isn't good. It's just a fucking house. Yeah. Right. And, yeah, that's and she's, and she was just like, I, you're right. You're right. Eli. It's just a house. Let's move on. And we did. And our relationship has been so much better. I've learned that home is not a location and I, I, and a lot of time and I struggled, but I struggled with it. It wasn't easy. And I think Switchfoot really helped me with that um, because they actually wrote that song based off their recording studio out in California. Uh, yeah. They had hard drives after hard drives after hard drives of all their music. And there was a yeah. fucking fire and it was going right. to burn down their studio and they didn't know what to do. And they're like, Hey, can we go get them? And everyone's like, um, it, it's on fire. Right, right. So they they totally redid how they store their music, but they just kind of talked about like we we like weirdly measured people's safety and and everything to like all this 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 album we worked on for like two years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, it was cool. Well, yeah, the, yeah, that's really cool, man. Yeah, because I used to yeah I used to be really into Switchfoot, but but I haven't gone back and listened to like a lot of the music I listened to like as a very religious like teenager probably since then, to be honest, like, um, Switchfoot was one of the bands that meant a lot to me, like growing up and forming my faith. But since the past few years, it's just kind of been like on edge with that. I haven't given them the time of day. So like, I haven't tried to listen to Switchfoot, but I feel like if I, if I did, it would kind of bring back some cool memories and stuff. But I was just kind of curious about that because we don't talk about religion a lot because I'm, I think we both kind of know where we stand and that is, to be completely honest, faith isn't as big of a part of my life as it used to be, if I can say that. But Switchfoot was huge in kind of forming that. I don't think people realize, like, all of it's still there for me. Right. Me too. Yeah. I, I mean, like, I, I just, I do. I, I mean, I still pray. I still, what what I don't do is, is not, I, I'm not dogmatic about it. Mm-hmm. So the rules, the theology, I mean, all that shit, whatever, um... I, I just kind of took the core of the apple and just kept it because that to me that's what was important. It right. what was important to me was never the things that I did while I was in Bible college. Mm-hmm. That stuff ended up being the least important things. So um, I yeah I still believe I mean I I mean I still believe in God. I'm I yeah, would still, yeah I would still consider myself a Christian. Um, I just have and always will continue to have a problem with organized religion. So I that's why I don't go to church. That's why I don't really try to, like, I, I, I'm myself. I'm never going to pretend to not be myself. Mm-hmm. So myself is pretty brash and probably not the most well-together, put-together person ever. Um, but that's who I am, and that's who I'm going to be. So um, I, it, it, God can either forgive that or not. I think he will, so I'm not really sweating it because... Yeah, and I think we're both kind of on the same page there in that, yes, I do believe in God uh, because we've talked about like the Big Bang Theory before and stuff, and like to me that just makes more sense, but that is kind of where it begins and ends with me. Um, like I believe in God, but I don't necessarily know what to do with that information, if that makes sense. 
I think that you put it really well. Like you still have the core of the apple is there, but everything else is kind of like looking at it from a secular mind frame. And that is like, I believe in God and I have been baptized and I do my best to love people and love God. And I think that's all that matters. Um, yeah, you're yeah. right. I, I don't go to church every week. Um, I do cuss, I do drink, but at, at the, to my core, like I, I'm a good guy and I think <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just, know, man. I, I think it's there. I mean, I, I think you're right. So like, you know, I was bad. I, I got baptized when I was 17. So yeah. I got baptized as pretty much an adult. Um, mm-hmm. And I took it seriously. I took it as an oath and as an avow, and I and I won't ever break that. I will never renounce it. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I kind of just, I, I mean, I think I kind of had that conversation with myself and with God one day. I was like, I mean, I'll go kicking and screaming, but I'm, I'm, I mean, we're gonna fight each other the whole way. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> like, I'm here. I'm, I'm never. I'm, I'm not backing out of this. But you may just have to drag me along kicking and screaming. So if you if you're there and you're doing your thing, then I I just hope you show me what you need to show me because you haven't yet. And right. I I don't I have never lived in a fairy tale Christendom where God gave me a dream or God appeared to me or God spoke to me. That never happened to me. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm me neither. I, a lot of my conversations, God's just like, all right, man, like I'm doing this. Like I don't know what you fucking want from me, but it, like here we are. Um, Mm -hmm. but, but I just think that, you know, I might as well just, I I might as well white knuckle, hold on, stick to the vow I made and we'll see. I don't know. Maybe one day it will change just right now. It's just, I'm going to be me. I'm going to try and learn how to be a better person. Sometimes I'm really fucking bad at it, but you know, Mm -hmm. we're just, we're just going to do it. But no, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to renounce the whole thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's, whew, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that I, that did get weirdly deep. But that's what I love about Switchfoot is that it, it does that. Because they also have a song called Terminal. Well, John, it's a John Foreman song, sorry. Right. Um, but John Foreman has a song called yeah. Terminal, and it's just, it, that's what it's about, is just we're all terminal. Like, we're all going to die one day, so figure it the mm-hmm. fuck out, is what I think basically what he says. Uh, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that 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 I listen to that song when I need to hear it, when I need to remember. Like, like mm-hmm. life is fleeting, man. It's not going to be there forever. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta put your best foot forward. You gotta try. Yeah, no, I think that's really cool, man. Um, I think it's really important to go back and kind of listen to some of the songs that uh, formed who you are as a person. Like I said, um, I haven't like gone to church in a while there was there was a time in my life when god was all i had when that was so huge um and i'm well like you said i'm not ready to renounce it far from it uh and i'm also not ready to i don't want to discount what that was in my life just because just because i don't feel the same way i did back then or quite like as passionately um doesn't mean it's not real and it's super helpful to kind of go back and remind yourself where you were yeah, there was a time in my life where I like could not hear that John Mark McMillan song "How He Loves" like without crying, and like sometimes I'll go back to that just to kind of like see if it's still there for me, which is a really crass way to put it. But it definitely reminds me of a time in my life where it was something that I really needed to hear, and it's still you know a, a big part of me. Uh, there's still a hymn that makes me cry. Yeah. 
So I and I only say that. Um, I I mean I, everybody. It's one that everybody's on. But Jesus paid it all. Oh yeah, yeah. Whew, that's that's a good one, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that that <laughs> literally that it, yeah. still makes me fucking cry. So I mean it's like I know it's there. It's just so yeah. I think you and I are basically on the same page in that we both still believe in God. We both still have spiritual relationships with God, but to us that doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to church and be religious uh, because there's a fine there's a there's a line between religious and spiritual. Being religious, I think, is stupid. Being spiritual is different. And I just think mm-hmm. being fucking religious is dumb. You're you're making the rules up half the fucking time. Honestly, they do. I mean, I mean, it just it's not in there. It's not. Yeah. It's not in the fucking Bible. I. It, it's not. You're you draw the connections because somebody did, and there it is. Sorry, God never weighed in on abortion. You just think he did. <laughs> Hate to break right, it to you. It right. wasn't a yeah, thing. Exactly. Good luck. Yeah. Same with homosexuality. Guess what? Nobody was openly gay and ancient. Nobody was. <laughs> right. Didn't work that way. Yeah, exactly. Somebody drew the uh, connection. And Speaking of... Speaking of fucking tangents, man, like, I cannot believe the amount of, like, conservative Christian people that are completely 100% on board with, like, voting for Donald Trump. Like... If you know anything about the guy, and this is a weird side tangent, like I because I just talked to my parents the other night, who are like pretty conservative Christian and also voted for Trump and also still support the man, like I I was on the phone with them and I I, I wish I had had the balls to say ah, Jesus would have been a Democrat. Just saying, <laughs> if you know anything about Jesus and the way he was, and I know it's all like um, Jesus didn't care about politics of the days, but I think if he had been alive for 2020 politics, he absolutely would have voted for Bernie Sanders. And if you say opposite, you are not reading the same Bible I have. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean that's that's the hard part, buddy. It just, but they would say the same fucking thing. I mean, that's just the problem. American politics are fucked because it's a bipart. It's a it's a two party system and it's fucking broken. And look, Mm -hmm. I voted third party in every presidential election I voted for, and a lot of people tell me that that was a dumb idea and I shouldn't have done it, and my vote didn't count. Maybe that's fucking true, but if I have to play this dual party bullshit, then I'm just not going to play the game. Mm -hmm. So I could either go vote for something I believe in, or I could not vote. Either way, it's up to you. Either way, I'm going to get chastised for it. Um. Yeah, and the other thing is, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, no, Donald Trump is fucked. He basically tried to sentence five kids, five black teenagers to death just because he thought they committed a crime that they did not fucking commit. Um, and uh, literally bought ad, bought ad space in the fucking newspaper to do so. Um, so he was fucked up then, he's fucked up now. I don't know what anybody was ever thinking. Um, yeah, I just can't... <sighs> I can't get past the fact that people know who he is and it's very common knowledge. The whole like grabber by the pussy thing. I know I bring it up a lot, but like any person that says that should not be running the country and should not have, and more importantly, should not have the support of a conservative Christian because that is very anti Christian values. Um, and you, if you, and also if you know anything about the man, like he, he was a Democrat until it came time to like run for president. He was like, well, I guess I'll run as a Republican, but like, that's the thing, man. Like 
he doesn't pe- people people that voted for Trump think that oh he's an outsider he he cares about us like no he doesn't he's he's rich he doesn't know a thing about your life but people he's he's playing you you're being played people people like to make a lot of things about Republican Democrat black white look man you know what racism is racism isn't about the color of people's skin I'll tell you that right you know what it's about it's fucking classism. And I, and I really think that it's about yeah. the rich versus the poor, and it's right. And, and even even besides that, it's it's that versus just the everyman. And I just think that you know you have to fight and fight to make a sustainable living for yourself. But um, I I truly think that the rich uh, are 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 bad are bad people. I'm sorry. The mo- every person that I've ever met that has a lot of money is fucking bad. Yeah, yeah. I have never, I, I have never met a person with a lot of money who is a good person. I haven't. Uh, I'm kind of torn on that. I don't necessarily agree with you. Obviously, I don't think that money makes you evil, and I don't think that's what you're saying either. Uh, but I believe in the Ron Swanson uh, libertarian aspect that. Um, one of the great things about America is that it was founded on capitalism. And if you have the means to make a shitload of money, then by all means do it where that starts to get hazy is if when you, when you do it at the expense of others, which is, I think where, where you're getting at. I think that, well, the reason we talked about Joel Osteen before, like the only reason that guy is so rich is because he doesn't pay taxes, man. Churches don't pay taxes. Like you're playing the system. Oh well, that and he's a fucking prosperity <laughs> gospel. So the whole point of his right. fucking faith is money. In the first, if you're not rich, then you don't believe in God enough. And right, <laughs> I mean, it it just, I mean, that's I, 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 I only have a problem with it because I, I, it is a problem. I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I it, it, uh, it, it baffles me. And I'm not saying that I have it all figured out. And I've told you that many times. As soon as somebody says that, just don't listen because they don't. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't. All I know is is that the world and the universe is a very very big place. Mm-hmm. So if you want to boil it down to, you know, your faith system, gay people, money, Republican Democrat. If you want to boil it all down to that. I kind of think you're missing the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it it a lot of those things can be important because it's what people have to deal with, and I'm a little bit privileged and to say that I don't have like any uh, rights that I have to fight for or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but that being said, I'm an ally to those who do, and I don't agree with it, and I have a very very big problem with all of it. Um. But I do think that we're all missing the point. I think it's very easy right. to hop on a trend. I think it's very Coney, Coney 2012. <laughs> that, yep, exactly. That is the biggest example. I mean, it's the best example because it's just so fucking easy and easy to be a weekend warrior about shit. And mm. I and I don't want to be that. And so I try not to. I try to have strong opinions on shit that doesn't matter for comedic effect. But also, I would rather argue with you about Seinfeld than really talk <laughs> about like the actual problems in the Which world. Which we will. We will. Yeah. But yeah. 
So right. I, I, I don't know. But, I, I just I've decided to not play the game because I think it's unfair. Yeah. And I'm right there with you. The the last thing I will say on that is they completely are missing the point in that like one of the things that Republicans will argue that is that oh we shouldn't have welfare because people are abusing their welfare and they're doing drugs and if if you're friends with any conservative people on Facebook they'll be always posting about like oh yeah people should have to take drug tests in order to get welfare it's not fair that I have to take a drug test for my work and then I pay their um, you know pay them to buy more drugs. And we're just like, that's not what's happening. You're reading the headlines. You're watching Fox News, and that's what they're telling you is happening. If you do the research, that's not what's happening. Um, what? So they're all very like anti-like, healthcare, like, you know, universal healthcare. And that's because like, well, I don't want to pay for somebody, you know, in the lower class to, you know, get healthcare when I have to pay for it free. It's not fair. But at the same time, like I get that because I am pro capitalism, but your anger is directed at the wrong source. Your anger should be directed at the CEO of Goodwill who makes millions of dollars a year because he finds loopholes in the system to hire people that are mentally handicapped and pays them under minimum wage. Right. Because, yeah, that's who you should be mad at, not people on welfare. Yeah, I I would totally agree. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I I think capitalism probably is a system that can work, but, you know, unfortunately, absolute power corrupts absolutely. And I just think that that just kind of is what happened, and it's fucked up, and it's it's just kind of like... I mean, I think you could definitely take that mentality if I'm out to get mine... And I think that's kind of where I'm at in life. I'm out to get mine, mm-hmm. make my life happy, live my life. I, I don't know how to help any of you because we're going right. to argue about the same fucking things that we've always argued about. And it's never been the problem. There's a bigger right. problem that nobody will talk about and argue about. And I and I guess I don't have the answer for it. But if we, I think now in our current culture, we've proven that if we talk about sh- stuff and we beat people over the head with it, and if we have to say Black Lives Matter to get you to fucking listen, then we will. So we can <laughs> yeah. beat people over the head with something to get them to fucking to listen about it. It's just, unfortunately, I think it's about the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. And I just think we're all we're constantly addressing the wrong issue. So I don't think the answer will be there. Yeah, that's sad but true. So, yeah. <laughs> I I'll burn it down. I don't I mean at this point I'm just like I don't really give a shit because I'm only one person, so I'm not going to solve it. So I'll uh I'll do my time and <laughs> see you later. <laughs> yeah, best of luck. <laughs> best of luck to you. To surmise, I think we just want everybody to have a fair shake and I think a lot of things get in the way of that, and people don't get a fair shake. I, I think two Midwest boys sitting, uh, two two Midwest white boys drinking beer and sitting around and bitching about the world's problems is <laughs> funny in itself. Um, but I think that that's the best way I could surmise it, is I just want people to have a fair shake, and I think every, unfortunately, everything in the culture that we have right now prohibits that and i just think that's why people are angry and, and right. fighting with each other yeah exactly um, we're not going to take a stance but the only stance we have is do your own research with that being said though we don't want to end it on that so we're going to end everything <laughs> on a light note so i have no idea what you're actually have heard or what this has been like uh so sorry <laughs> um but let's uh let's uh let's do this hey do you listen to Starfucker? Uh, I, I do listen to a little bit of Starfucker. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're, Do they're you cool. Do Starfucker? Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, man. yeah, uh, I got really in, <laughs> the, into the into what's it called? Shoegaze. Yeah, I got really dude. into shoegaze. Um, and uh, yeah, no, it's just it's weird. You have all this shit. Like you have toadies on here. Have you been listening to toadies? I do, I listen to a bit of a toadies mostly just because like they have that one song. Is it uh, what is it, Possum Kingdom? I think. Possum Kingdom, yeah, Possum Kingdom is an amazing song. I think one of the best songs of the 90s. <laughs> so you've been listening to Shoegaze. Anything cool stick out? Uh, I don't remember a lot of the bands. Like Star, When I saw Starfucker, I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And, I, and I'm going to feel dumb if they're not shoe, if they're not like Shoegaze, if they're something different. They're but fairly I, Shoegaze, yeah. They're uh, okay. electronic Shoegaze, yeah. Um, I've been no. The reason I brought it up is because I actually bought a, a vinyl this past week. Um, I bought the Cocktoo Twins, which is just like shoegaze to the max. Like, mm-hmm. and I've talked about it before on the podcast. Uh, but I'm such a big, uh, yeah, uh, Cocktoo Twins fan. Uh, also, one of the best shoegaze bands of all time, My Bloody Valentine. I've been jamming them a lot lately. Have you listened to my my bloody Valentine? No, probably because exactly what just happened in my head is I was thinking bullet for my Valentine. <laughs> That's what I think a bullet for Not my Valentine. All. Every time I hear that, and I'm just like, no, I don't listen to my bloody Valentine because uh, no. I think it's bullet for my Valentine, uh, which is completely different music. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> no, so that's I, that's the opposite. <laughs> okay, so I get it. I get it confused. Um, yeah, check out My Bloody Valentine. They are a phenomenal like Irish band from the 90s that are one of the cornerstones of shoegaze. If you want to listen to just like layers upon layers of instrumental and like what the fuck is happening, My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> cool. Right on. Yeah. So, all right. Well, with that being said, this bonus episode got way out of hand. Uh, yeah oh boy <laughs> so thank you all for taking that journey with us uh we'll come back i, I don't remember what's on the schedule we'll come back next week with hopefully <laughs> something we'll, we'll bitch about right. things that aren't important yeah exactly yeah expect. that's the plan <laughs> all right all right well thank you guys this was a bonus episode The thing about Steve Harvey is... uh, (laughs) I knew it! I knew you were going to bring up Steve Harvey. (laughs)